0: Hello and welcome to Isn't It Neat, a podcast where we talk about things we think are neat. My name is Erin and I'm joined by my yeah. <laughs> My name is Erin and I'm joined by my sisters Helen. Hello! And Caitlin. Hi. This week we're discussing the fourth movie of the Disney Renaissance, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Did we all just sing different songs? Well, I was I was singing Prince Ali at the beginning. Yes, yeah, so it was like that- <laughs> What were you singing, Helen?
1: Arabian Nights, because that's the opening
0: number. Arabian Nights. Oh, it's like, like the, Nights. the opening, <laughs> where like okay, Prince Ali. Yeah. Like the bop. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So Aladdin was released in 1992. It didn't. I've just realised this today. I was like, obviously, it wasn't the um fancy enough to get a big birthday celebration because they've kind of been going. Maybe it's every second one because they did, in 2019, there was like all this Little Mermaid stuff. Mm. And then um, in last year, no, year before, (laughs) 2021, we (laughs) had all (laughs) the Beauty and the Beast stuff. We didn't get anything for Rescuers Down Under because everyone thinks of that as the poor cousin, even though it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get anything last year for Aladdin, as far as I'm aware. But Aladdin's had the the um, musical going around for a while.
1: Yeah, When was the live
0: action redo, Did Thing. We what didn't else? mention that The Little Mermaid had a, had a um, musical <laughs> that it? no one talks about. <laughs> I thought they're they were on, really the on, on on ice thing, you know? They had it on ice, but the musical, they're on roller skates and it's very good. Oh yeah, God. yeah, all the, all the mermaids wear roller skates under oh, their oh, little tails. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and they glide across the stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, there's no birthday celebrations for Aladdin. It was the highest grossing film of 1992. And it was the highest-grossing animated film of all time until The Lion King came along in
1: 1994. Huh. That's pretty
0: good. And then
1: good, no right? birthday ex- celebration for the Yeah, no biggest. birthday celebration for it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like oh, a priority. Well. <laughs> um, actually, as we go through, I don't really mind that much. Yeah. Um, but it did get the live action movie in twenty nineteen, so maybe yeah. they're like, ah, we kind of did that. Close enough. And didn't want to yeah. reboot it again or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's based on the Arabic folk tale called Aladdin from the one thousand and one nights or Arabian Nights. Mm-hmm. It's one of those like it's a com- a compilation thing. So it's yeah. one of those like sort of ancient texts from you know the early centuries. Went. Yeah, way back um, when.
1: In The Thousand and One Nights, she's telling a story to the prince so he won't kill her or something.
0: Yeah, so there's a thousand and one stories. Because she
1: did it for a thousand and one nights. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they run out
0: of stories, yeah. But I don't think they had a thousand and one stories. I think it was... It's continuations. Yeah, it was yeah, like they're like one, Next chapter tomorrow. night. oh uh, yeah, and there was Dragon several out. Sinbad
1: stories. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, a it's, it's so like a so comic you go book. Many of him.
0: Uh but this is one of the like I think someone actually commissioned, like some wealthy person commissioned someone to write down these stories, That's and like the framing device happened. was a thousand and one nights, and then they wrote like maybe a hundred stories. Here's everyone else's stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just compile them. Um, so this this film won two Academy Awards for Best Score mm. and Best Original Song, which was A Whole New World. Um, also, Friend Like Me got nominated but didn't win. Yeah. Um, and those also won the Golden Globes, those two things as well. So the music is like the big sort of the winners. It the is, winners. but also like yeah. they nominated like a good song and a, a song because as we both know, as we all know here, Those are not the songs that we were singing (laughs) at the start of the show. Yeah, um, that's an interesting thing. So the songs, again, um, we had uh, Alan Menken involved. So he was a composer. He composed it all. Um, Howard Ashman wrote some of the songs because it was a project that he was interested in before The Little Mermaid. So it's one of those things, like, I think – he had written a pitch document. So he'd been gone, we should like Disney, we should make this movie. Here's kind of a pitch of like how the story would go and stuff. And he wrote a few songs as well. And then they, they kind of pitch it and Disney goes, okay, let's put that on the shelf with everything else. And then later, um, Musker and Clements were like looking through browsing the shelf, like what movie shall we make? Oh, let's pick up this one. Um, and so it happened to like sort of come to fruition after Howard's death, yeah. instead of a force, so then Tim Rice got involved. Yeah. do we think that the shelf is empty, which is why we're getting so many remakes? Or, I don't know. I like to envision that there's like a really dusty like shed in the back of Disney. Yeah. Just like I imagine it's shelf. full
1: and just they can't be bothered with those yeah, it's
0: Yeah, it's full, but they're like, oh, we can do this thing that we know will make lots of money. let yeah. remake something that already happened. Just all oh, those all kids the, from oh, the 90s oh. are growing up and want to take their kids to see the 90s films. But also like all of the mm. ideas on the shelf are probably from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> so they might not have relevance today. Yeah. They did yeah. rework it quite a lot as well. Um, it also won a whole bunch of other awards. There's like a whole list on Wikipedia of everything that it won. Most of them are for the music. Um, mm-hmm. There were some controversies as well. So the first one I want to talk about is Robin Williams. Yeah. So this is kind of, it's cre- this film is credited as like the first animated film that uses a celebrity voice and that's what kind of made that take off because after this you see a lot of like, names like big celebrities taking on roles like they're kind of like yeah Wasn't they take he... on the animated roles and and they're like kind of the drawn yeah. their name is a big draw so they build quite highly
1: mm.
0: but so robin williams um played the genie yeah. and i think is brilliant like, he also
1: played the guy in the beginning that little shop yeah guy. the
0: the peddler yeah, at the, at the beginning. He, all, he
1: just did a whole bunch of lines and they picked a few of them to make this character. Yeah, He
0: didn't sing the song, though. The director sang the song. Oh, cool. I, I think. I, I always thought it was Robin Williams singing, but it doesn't. But when no, he's doing the peddler, sound. he's talking and he's doing that kind of like accent thing. But mm. it's when he says, this is no ordinary lamp, like as, yeah. a, as the like, person's, like the camera view starts to turn, turn away. away. Yeah. And that's the one that I'm like, that's Robin Williams Like, his, like, voice sort of comes out a little bit more. And, like, it is really obvious that it's him, if you know, from the beginning. But that bit, I was always like, oh, oh, that's genie. Mm -hmm. Because to me, Robin Williams is genie. Yeah, he's always been genie. I don't recall a time when I didn't know that the peddler was the genie and, like, my tiny child's backstory, like, head was like, all right, so the genie's got some magic. And there's like a little bit of him outside of the lab, and that's why the peddler exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Robin Williams is the genie; he's not anyone else. I would have said <laughs> yeah. that this is him telling the story after it happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like mm-hmm. this is his retirement plan. Yeah. This is little peddler. And that's, that's how it is in the in the live action remake. It's the genie telling the yeah. story, like Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the the um controversy with Robin Williams is that he he'd already done he was Batu from um. Ferngully yeah oh yeah (laughs) um but he was also voicing like another film that I don't know if ever ever happened it was like called toys or something but because he was he'd done that um and also they had so how when Howard was involved he envisioned the genie as a different character but then later when they kind of picked it up and they were starting to develop it they they started to write it for robin williams and Mm. they like animated one of his sketch comedies which i think you can actually see on youtube Mm -hmm. um in in like a pitch to him of like please come and like we've written this character for you but he wasn't originally but he was kind of like oh no i'm doing other things like he had other things that he was voicing and things he was doing and but then they convinced him but then Instead of paying him like eight million dollars or whatever, he'd like asked for a lot. He's like, You want my voice and you've written this for me? Like, pay me this money. They Mm. somehow negotiated to pay the SAG scaled rates. So, like, this SAG is the uh, union. So, he got like standard union rates for someone of his caliber and his renown, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, a pretty good rate, but not millions. Mm. But he also negotiated that they wouldn't use. His voice for promo materials and the genie wouldn't be more than twenty five percent of the like promo images. The other uh, characters yeah. would be there too. I think mm. I read
1: this like
0: yeah, he didn't want to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, want so want he was mad about, about it. Yeah. yeah, but mm. then Disney Disney didn't break the contract, but they like made all these loopholes basically. So in all the images, and you like all the images, I don't even have to look them up. I can just think of them in my brain because they're imprinted. Mm. It's the genie and he takes up 25% of the image, but then all of the other characters are like teeny-weeny. So they're mm. like a tenth of the size of him even mm. though he's only 25% of the image. Yeah. So it still like puts him in the forefront, his character in the forefront. And then they they did all this like merchandising stuff that didn't technically break The contract but it was like against what he wanted the spirit of the agreement versus the like technicality part of it like um if they produced a bunch of advertising material but they only used 10% of it in like the real world they just had a warehouse full of the rest of it Mm. then like technically that would still be in line with what they'd Agree. Yeah, it was all this technicality and yeah. um Robin Williams kinda like burn bridges and stuff. And mm. then in the sequel, The Return of Jafar, which I loved and I didn't mm. have time to watch, I really wanted to, Dan Castellanata so you say that name. Um, he he voices Jeannie. Mm. Like really so yeah, I think I would now. Because I would actually, now cuz I know it's probably, but I don't think I've paid much attention back then. Yeah, I n- <laughs> I I didn't when I was a kid, I didn't have this concept yeah. of the voices, voice Yeah, actors. I didn't, didn't really think who it was the voiced it. Like, I just <laughs> Yeah, if I saw the character same with like all of the television shows cuz we watched all, like the Little Mermaid and Aladdin yeah. the like TV shows on Saturday Disney. Yeah. I, I never it never even occurred to me that they wouldn't have been the original voice actors some of yeah. them were some of them weren't I remember also watching- there's a whole like voice matching is a thing mm. Yeah. so any any um disney movie disney franchise or intellectual property they have they have the main film and then they've got like maybe sequels maybe spin-offs they have video games they have toys they have all the theme park stuff so some of the rides have got are voiced um, and, mm-hmm. and they're constantly changing and it's much, much cheaper to use a voice match. So there are people who are the voice matches for characters that like Disney hires yeah. until like, they might get a new one. Like There might be multiple. Same with like, like Mickey Mouse. Uh, like yeah. Walt Disney voiced Mickey Mouse in the beginning and there's been like a slew of voice actors since then.
1: Mm. I remember doing, watching a thing about the guy who does – Another Looney Tune character is the piggy who does the stutter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now he has this method of doing uh, the and he's the only one that can do it, so he has job security. Blank, (laughs) Matt, no, blank, someone blank, something or other, Mel, blank, (laughs) Mel, blank,
0: Blank.
1: yeah, um, (laughs) yeah, Mel, blank. He
0: did like all of them, and then when he passed away. Yeah, he's he, uh, he was one of, he's like, you know, ultimate voice actor guy. Yeah. Mm, love him. Yeah. So that's the Robin Williams controversy. But they made up in the end. Yeah, because he came Robin back Robin Williams for, came back, um, yeah, for Prince of Thieves. Yeah. King, King of thieves. thieves. Prince of Thieves, yeah, King, whatever it is.
1: King of Thieves, I think. <laughs> Sinbad. <laughs> it's the 40 Thieves story. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's the yeah, but I want yeah, that it's about Aladdin, not Really, same year that I watched Sinbad, and I was yeah. like, that's hilarious. And um, in at was it Tokyo Disney or was it Tokyo Disney Sea? Disney the, Sea has that Sinbad ride, about. yes, Disney <laughs> the sea has one the that's Sinbad it, that it's the small world of um, yeah. but it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved it, it was so gorgeous. Um, anyway, the, and there's another controversy. The second controversy I want to discuss is. Um this the racism oh yeah. Casual <laughs> yeah. racism is a yeah. vibe. It's a thing that happened in the nineties. So I was just watching
1: the um Prince Ali, and I thought how weird Genie looks in skin color instead of blue. Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely thought that makes me think of recoloring all the racist kind of
0: things that they do. This is racist. I don't even know why. <laughs> That's
1: just how, like.
0: So if you watch it on Disney Plus, which I did, there is a little disclaimer advisory thing before. The film starts Mm. and it reads, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These Mm. stereotypes were wrong then and they are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. To learn more about how these stories have impacted society, please visit www.disney.com slash stories matter. I visited that website mm. and it does have some examples. So uh, the Jungle Book, Pinocchio, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbo, yeah. There's there's a slew of yeah. race, stereotypical depictions of minorities that are mm. really racist. And we do know better now. We didn't know better then like or we should have known better then but i mean like, did we not know better then or was it more acceptable it was be, more acceptable yeah, then yeah. we know better now and i think i think this is a good approach because it like they seem to be like committed to um produ- being better in the future and yeah. i think that like that is literally we we acknowledge that this is a bit shit and it's problematic if you want to know more about why, like it, it encourages people to go, what's problematic? And I saw that I did like a Google search and some people like on Reddit are like, I can understand with Pocahontas and, and stuff or like Pinocchio, mm. um, but I can't like, what about Aladdin? I don't understand how it's racist. And then people are like, this is how it's racist. So that yeah. kind of encourages people to go, oh, why did I get that message? Mm. I'm sure there'll be the people that go, oh, political correctness gone mad. But I think a lot of people will be encouraged to be like, what exactly is racist about this? Why is it not acceptable? And then to have them not produce anything like that in the future. Like they can't change the past, mm. but they can be better. And it's better than hiding the fact that we were bad in the past. Mm. Um, Knowing that we weren't great and being better in the future and acknowledging what was wrong before means that, mm. that one, you are more accountable because <laughs> you've already acknowledged what you did wrong, but yeah. also you're sort of paving the way for the next batch of new humans to be like, oh, cool. So like, a child nowadays um, might think Aladdin is a fun movie, but they've already got that disclaimer, so they're already like, it's a fun movie that has problems. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what... What I think as well, a lot of these Mm. movies are like, I I enjoyed them and I still like, they're nostalgic and I'm like, I love the Disney Renaissance. And I always, like I say things like, this is the perfect movie. Yeah. Like it's not, (laughs) it's got stuff in it. Yeah. Um, But like the live action remakes and things, like looking at even just Ariel, like the Little Mermaid casting and things. And even like the stories they are telling. And if you look at a lot of like the – um, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes features on Disney Plus to do with like the Star Wars franchise and the Marvel franchise, mm-hmm. and the people who are involved at like a high level, like the directors and and executives and things, like they are more diverse. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting there, I think the top mm-hmm. top level directors are still all white men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So but that's yeah. but they're encouraging more. They're using that platform to encourage more diverse stories. Yeah. That are being told from like by diverse people yeah we're at the transitionary phase where Mm. the diversity is bottom up um, and when we get to the point where there is no hey look this is diverse it just is diverse across the the board it's not just like a board of white men making decisions at the tippy top Mm. um, and then everyone else is diverse further down it's just pure diversity all the way through that's when we will get into a better world, <laughs> is
1: yeah. what I
0: think. And then there'll be something else. I'm like, and there'll be something else. Yeah, there'll be something else. That like when we're, we're old, when we're eighty, we'll be like kids yes. these days complaining <laughs> about things. It'll be something that we <laughs> think is perfectly acceptable now. <laughs> so anyway, that's that. And yeah, it is a bit racist. It is a bit stereotypical. And the voice cast are entirely white people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a entirely mm. uh, people of color movie (laughs) yeah and the Broadway production got into a little bit of trouble this is in 2011 that that opened because they went with like let's let's cast colorblind which you can't really do in a story that historically has been has presented racial stereotypes Mm. and is also kind of about minority like you can't really Mm. do the colorblind casting like you need to use that opportunity to actually cast authentically yeah um so the, yeah they got into that they they did the whole and it was for a little while it was like no but we're colorblind and now we're getting a little bit more nuanced in that of like colorblind isn't necessarily always the answer yeah There's depends a difference on the between, subject matter um yeah. re- a reimagined history and mm-hmm. a let's actually yeah use the little mermaid platform. colorblind because yes. it's not real <laughs> yes and <laughs> anyone who argues that mermaid should be white Need to go and spend some time about that. Like, yeah. She like, should be scaly and grey. Yeah. Like, if bright. anything, she
1: should be green because her tail's green.
0: Or, or yeah. just just a point. She could be like a tropical fish. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, she could be. be, a, she, could she, be she could be rainbow coloured. She could be rainbow. She could be demo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She could be a parrot mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I like yeah, how no. we're using the little mermaid as our touchstone point for like everything we talk about with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> The movie is the best. I'm feeling anxious about that My film. It's coming out very soon. Anyway. <laughs> don't have to. So, it, Aaron. <laughs> so going back to the music, because I always mm. want to talk about Howard Ashman, music. the songs that he wrote that made it into the film are Arabian Nights, Friend Like Me and Prince Ali. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> I was like, if he didn't write Prince Ali, I'm going to be so uh, upset because that feels uh, like it. I love Prince Ali. Yeah. Everything else was um, – Alan Mencken and Tim Rice. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're like boppy, but like they're not. I like the One Jump Ahead song. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I do like that one too. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a break now and then we'll be back to talk more about Aladdin. Aladdin. the song order
1: yeah <laughs> arabian nights uh-huh. and then one, jump, one ahead. jump ahead yeah and then he does the reprise with, They See a poor boy? yeah oh, i like that one too yeah um i think and then i think it's friend like me friend like you, yeah and then prince ali yeah and then, and then prince ali and, and then the, the carpet
0: one Whole New World. Oh, yeah, Whole yeah. New World. Whole New World. And, and then Jafar sings a reprise of Prince, Prince Ali. Oh, which is really good. I love yeah. Jafar. Yes, <laughs> Jaffar's Jaffar's so, so good. Villain. He's, um, like, uh, my second favourite. He's tied in there with Scar as Disney villain. Yeah, yeah when I – what about Hades? He's my first favourite, obviously. First favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Scar, <laughs> Scar and um, no, – Jafar like, are, like, the, they've got yeah. the silver medal. I love them. how – Calm, he is, yeah. Yeah. and him and Iaga are total foils for each other. <laughs> always not freaking yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, Jafar has that quiet seething, yeah, that, like it's a lot like Scar. I think, <laughs> yeah, as
1: like Scar always felt like more dangerous,
0: yeah, in that way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder if it like reflects how we respond to like anger styles, like who our favorite villains are because ursula's my third favorite mm. <laughs> like she's great it's, it's also she's like oh, very I'm kind of and she's <laughs> bombastic and open and, and like you know what she's feeling even when she's being smarmy and trying to like hide it you know exactly what she's feeling
1: <laughs> yeah it's a, it's it's just, a thing uh, i was just, reading about yeah. villains it was about dnd villains about how a good villain is someone who remains calm under the circumstances and it kind of makes them more dangerous because they're not they don't feel you're a threat
0: Yeah, they've, like, checked out of whatever it is that you think is, like, high stakes. And And they're calculating as well. They're able to. They don't have that emotional response What I like about a villain, I love a villain who's, like, this happening here might be, like, the most emergency thing in your world, but, like, I have more important stuff to deal with and it's also Mm. very, very evil. So, like, Mm. you sort yourself out here. I'm going away.
1: And (laughs) on the count
0: of people who have passed away who voiced... In my favourite Disney films, other than other than, um, who's his name? Robin Williams, um, the voice of Iago, Gilbert Gottfried passed yeah, away really recently. I say did. recently, that might have been a couple of years ago. <laughs> it like, mm-hmm. feels recent. Sometime in the twenty twenties. Everyone's
1: been killed off in the last couple of years. they yep. yeah. dying.
0: Also, this film is the first one of the Disney Renaissance, the first kind of a musical where the singing voices are different. Yes. So when you were talking about this before, I wanted to like be like the first time I heard about this was watching the um, behind the scenes for Anastasia because they had big name actors being the voices, but yes. they had these people who were specifically like their entire job is um, singing and matching the speaking voice. So the singers for Anastasia are not the voice actors no. at all really? a completely different thing. and it's yeah. fascinating it's so cool helen really you need to watch that. this yeah um but Marnie, they did this money money someone yeah yeah she's was the she's, big hollywood voice match person who sang for everyone and really also things. did some dialogue but not always yeah, it was only yeah, like, when like they had to like insert something in and the, the main voice was off somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> and something. she would do their voice. Oh uh, yeah, she's so tight mm. and tight. I don't think it's that's so- the case here because Leah Salonga and Brad Kane, who are the singing voices of um Jasmine and Aladdin, mm. they, that's just their voices. That's them singing yeah. how they yeah. sing. They just happen to sound fairly similar to the Yeah, I thought Aladdin's
1: singing voice was the same. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah I, but he's got that generic soft voice. Yeah, they're quite that, young. They were young. Yeah. They were like fourteen yeah. or something when they when they recorded that too. You can really? see them in their little like late eighties, early nineties clothes. So like, cute. They're so cute, little baby Lea Salonga. Um, but yeah, but, but that was interesting because the voice, the voice actors are not other than Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. They're either like from the Disney stable or they're just voice actors like. You don't know they're not big names, the the, yeah. the ones who do Aladdin and Jasmine, mm. and then they've got like not big names to do the singing voices, and it's kind of like why didn't you just get someone who could do both like you have before? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why, but I thought that was interesting. And then it kind of from here on, it kind of it's like it's just the the way it, they do it. Yeah, so they started just being like, this is the way we do it. We have like singing voices and the and it may be something to do with the pay. Pay scale, or when the sessions were getting the actors back for the singing stuff versus the mm. dialogue stuff. Like maybe it just was like a it shift it in the way they feels, actually produce the films.
1: It kind of feels like that's the normal thing it was for a lot of movies. Yeah,
0: like after this, and I remember. But one the that really gets thing. me, which we'll talk about next mm. week, in the Lion King, mm. um, Simba is oh, adult Simba is played by Matthew Broderick, yeah, who is a singer. But he doesn't sing in the film. But they got Nathan Lane in, like, the same scenes and the same songs to sing, sing his bits. Yeah. Yeah, which is, like, why would – Matthew Broderick's a beautiful singer. <laughs> is, that, is that maybe, like, a scheduling issue or had they, maybe, like, maybe decided that the singing voice of Simba was this voice before they'd got the speaking voice? Like- yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know, like, how it went, but it's just – it's a curious thing, I think.
1: Mm. I remember um, watching a thing about Steven Universe is that all the voice actors were specifically chosen for, like, their singing voices or the way, mm. that, you know, the sound of them. So yeah, we, yeah if, the musical numbers that they
0: would hmm. I'm just like thinking like, hey, if we if we ever get like cast us three as like voice actor peoples, I feel like Helen would have minor speaking roles and lots of singing. <laughs> Aaron would have a lot of speaking and some singing, and I would just be foley. <laughs> <laughs> do the foley. I can imagine. Or like a wacky cool sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Um so this movie, and we were saying Four, so I watched the whole thing because I do. Um, Caitlin only made it to I got to whole new world, whole new world, which I called part of your world earlier because, like, world. I just, I, <laughs> I just got so tired at that point. I'm like, I know the end of this story. Yeah. Yeah. So and the, and the only got... part after that that's good is Precious Prince Ali. <laughs> yeah. <The head. laughs> <laughs> yeah, when like Jafar's having his triumphant yeah. moment. So <laughs> I have, I actually like I the last two princess films we did, I was like on record defending the princesses. I was like they're not, they don't get the flack. They just like they get a lot of flack. Right? Mm-hmm. they don't deserve that. They're like real human beings. Yeah. I have a problem with Aladdin and Jasmine. Really? And Jasmine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when you when you watch it from the start. It is. We're introduced to Aladdin, and he's this um, lovable rogue. Yeah, he's he's a rogue and he's a, a thief, but everyone loves him. He's got that smile, um, and he wants to be rich. He's kind of trapped. Mm-hmm. Ja- the, you meet Jasmine as well, so she also feels trapped, and that's why they connect in the marketplace. So. Yeah. Mm. So, they're both trapped by their circumstances. This is like a theme in the film because the genie is trapped because he's like literally a slave. Yeah. Um, but Aladdin, so Aladdin is poor and he's trapped in that poverty, that yes. cycle. He needs to steal for a living and he just needs to like try and get away from the guards all the time. That's like he's stuck there. Mm. Jasmine is stuck. She's in the palace, like she's privileged, but she doesn't get any freedom to dress how she wants or do what she wants, meet Mm -hmm. the people that she wants. She's being forced into choosing a husband, which is like an uncomfortable thing for her, Mm -hmm. like this pressure. And when they meet, they connect over that. But then also Aladdin doesn't listen to Jasmine at all. No. Like when he brings her up to his little pad and he's like, trying to impress her, this, like, pretty girl he met in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and, like, they're obviously attracted to each other. They're kind of like, you're pretty, which is, Mm -hmm. like, fair enough. That's fine. I don't mind that. But then they come up there and he's like, but look at this view. It's the palace. And immediately Jasmine's like, oh, yeah, the palace. Okay, right, because I I was getting ready to, like, snap you down because Jasmine is the princess that has the most agency within the space she has. So she's always Mm -hmm. fighting it. She's rejecting princes left, right, and centre. She's telling everyone that she's not – a, a piece prize of to be one. She's yeah. a human being. She has being so much potential. potential. Exactly. I think she has so much potential. And but so the problem but is, is Aladdin. Aladdin. Aladdin is sort of spouting out to the world this is this is what I am this is what I think this is what I feel and he's seeing in Jasmine a reflection of what he desires. Yeah. And she just happens to be a pretty rich, rich girl as well. Um Yeah. He's perfectly capable once he's got the genie to be like I can like work on myself so i can be independently wealthy on my own i can have all the stuff that i dreamed of on my own but he's gone that pretty girl is the reflection of everything that i want so if i possess her i'm going to be happy mm. in that and way when that he goes when he goes up to the balcony and mm. when when like the genie is saying you know she kind of already liked you you got to be yourself yeah you yourself. could just tell her the, truth and, yeah, tell her the it, yeah. truth and stuff mm. and he goes up there and he like he hasn't listened to her at all of like no. anything that she said to him because he tries to like impress her just like every other prince. Mm. He's like, yes, I'm rich and I, I, I've got servants that can go to my market for my servants and stuff. And it's like if he'd ever listened to anything she said, he would know that she's not impressed by that. Yeah, and it, and it just it's the happens to me that she, to... yeah, he's shooing away. He says something and then he's shooing away Raja. And yeah. she turns around and he, she's like, "Ah, oh, he looks like that boy that I like. So yeah. she gives him that second chance and goes with him and then, but he always falls back on, on that Lying. lie. Yeah. He never mm-hmm. listens to what she wants and and then she just goes, oh, well, it's fine from then on and it's kind of like, Jasmine, call him out on his bullshit. He's not yeah. listening to you at all. He's not worth your time. You should throw him out like all the other princes. But also all the other princes are truly as shallow as they're presenting themselves to be mm-hmm. jasmine has met this person who's like struggling and has these big dreams and this big aspiration and it's, it's quite clever so like she mm-hmm. doesn't see him and go oh hello she she has this strange person come in with kindness and help her with his cleverness um mm-hmm. and she buys in which is the the mark of a good relationship is being able to buy in on each other's nonsense yeah. um and it works really well so she's got this connection with someone who sh- and she's never had a proper connection before because she's always held at arm's length and she's a possession so like i i give her a lot of leeway for being like okay this is that guy this is that connection but she sees it she sees it straight away she lets him have his nonsense and is like calling Tricks him out on it. it yeah a like, little like, bit at a time him. and then like when he comes up with a plausible excuse being like we are actually the same we met outside of the pomp and circumstance that everyone else has put on and I've shown you who I am as a real person and now we have to go through the like acting phase so everyone else thinks that Mm -hmm. we're as vapid as they are like I can see her coming from that direction and being like you know what Yeah. yeah okay not the worst here but also like she's working within the framework that she's been given like she's pushing against it but she's still mm. within that framework she can't yeah, just because at the end of the day the she she doesn't actually like he gets a big change in circumstance he and being a man he would end up with all that money and with a lot more freedom mm. but she's still trapped in the palace being told what to do and what to wear it's just that she now doesn't have this pressure of this parade of yeah there's no law that says that she talking. has to be married by her next birthday because the Sultan always had the power to like get rid of that stupid law. Yeah, so she got she, like, she the one thing she was fighting against is that that one law. But like, there's a bunch of other things. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like after a whole new world, she doesn't really do much. She just like kind of supports Aladdin. Yeah. Who- which is like, probably why his, I like his story out at that part. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like when you said that, I was like, me too. I like totally checked out. I started looking at my phone. I stopped being like, glee. Cause when you, when I was watching like, like Friend Like Me is yeah. just. Wow! <laughs> and like you can i can see the animation in my head for this yeah. one as well and i'm like it is just so perfect like yeah. the genie the animated genie like is robin williams that like <laughs> manic kind of switching of characters and references dropped in everywhere mm. and like all the different voices it's just like being able to like poof into something else it's just like oh my god like if robin williams can you imagine the world if (laughs) like robin williams was genuinely like a genie and had the ability to do magic like (laughs) i feel like there would be no difference like i feel like it would just be like yeah that's how he is he's totally nuts and yeah but like i think the world (laughs) around us would be different and better because robin williams was an incredibly like Passionate and smart person, so he could have mm. like seen something bad and just like poofed it away. Maybe he yeah. did. Maybe we're living in the better timeline, even though like, <laughs> we lost Robin yeah. Williams. <laughs> he's actually Genie Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Genie is great, and and um, we still have we have that theme of the trapped. And when he gets released, I cry. I'm like, oh my god. Genie. Yeah, because he is this silly character. He's the comic mm. relief, but he's so genuine. Yeah. And like that skill of like serving the story and the character and having that arc, like he has quite a serious arc and he gets to do all these wacky things as well. It's just like, oh, my God, it's just so pretty. And I love in the musical that the genie is just as bombastic and fully realised as his own character. Yeah, he's different. No one ever, no no one can, but everyone approaches it their own way. Well, they have to. A different character. Yeah, you you can't can't imitate Yeah, (laughs) whereas like the Aladdin character is like, basic pretty boy um given tough circumstances and like mm. manages to smile mm. his way out of poverty yeah. um <laughs> and like the jasmine character is like a pretty girl who can sing and like every now and then you get like a good one who like inhabits the part and makes it better and but like the she default gets more is, to do in the adaptations in the, yeah mm. and but genie is that character where there is no way you could ever be Robin Williams, so you have to make it a different genie. Mm. It's like a different timeline genie sort of thing. And every Mm. single one that I've seen have have been like really bombastic and vibrant and cool. In
1: their
0: own way. Yeah, in their own way. Like even the Robin Williams, not Robin Williams, Will Smith genie was his own genie. Like he was different. He wasn't. He was was paying homage. He's like, yes, Robin Williams was awesome, but also he's his own genie with his own story, Yeah, um, which I thought was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Now we saw the Broadway, well, we saw the musical not on Broadway. We saw it locally here. (laughs) The The Australian Broadway musical. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like the Broadway musical is kind of like the musical that was developed for Broadway and then Mm. it like gets licensed and tours. So Mm. that opened in 2011 on Broadway. Um, The... Only in t- in terms of in terms of the Tony Awards, it didn't. It got nominated for a bunch. The only one it won was for the actor who played the genie, uh, yeah. James Monroe Eichelhart. He won the best supporting actor award, <laughs> which goes to show that like yeah, he did a good job. He was mm. really good. Even the genie we saw was really good. Yeah, I really, I, I really him. enjoyed it. so. We saw it. I I think we saw it in 2018. I want to say. When is yeah. that photo dated? Because that's that's the second instance of that particular pose that we do. Yeah. 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 Pose, we have all these photos where I'm there and I'm taking a selfie and Caitlin's head is coming out of my shoulder. Yeah. Me, <laughs> which we'll post on socials. So we'll yeah. post that one. Helen, did you come with us? You did, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I think Mum was with us too, probably. Okay, yeah, yeah, Mum. Yeah. I
0: remember. I think it was twenty eighteen because it was the day after the MS Home Lottery was drawn. And yeah. I think it was the first one after I'd stopped working as a speechy and I was unemployed and broke. And I really, really wanted to win it. Yeah. And part mm-hmm. of the reason I wanted to win it was that when we went to see Aladdin, I wanted to buy all the merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and they, like I wanted that teapot. Oh, It was everything. a good teapot. Yeah. yeah and I just began in there just being really sad. It was like <laughs> my big plan. Yeah, to win and every dollars. year since then, we've been like, "All right, so this well, lottery I see, is the yeah. one we're going to win. We're going to win yeah. this lottery, and this is what we're going <laughs> to do with it." Yeah, <laughs> it's our plan A for owning a house. Honestly, um, to be fair, it's a wonderful um, charity, and it's well worth giving the donation to. And if we just happen to win, that's icing on the top. But like, <laughs> even though we do, we justify it to ourselves to because it's yeah. a charity. But yeah. really, just <laughs> really for the house. Um, so yeah, we saw it in like 2018 when it was touring, so we saw the touring production. Yeah. And I have to say, now that I've watched the animated movie again, I uh, something that st- struck me because the live action film was 2019. So we saw the musical and then we saw the live action film not that long after that. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, I don't like Aladdin. But the way I, he's portrayed that in life, I hate. <laughs> so yeah, much. like he's so smarmy and like yeah. he knows he's good looking and like he is the rogue still. And yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and uh, he just puts me off. Just, but I think that's uh, an adult every, woman thing where you're like, the guy who walks into a room and says, Yeah, everyone loves me. Like you're like, mm, okay. Okay, buddy. But there are lovable rogues. But that's the the way. In the the musical, his two best friends are lovable rogues. They're fun. Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. Cool. But he's like, I'm pretty, and I have. Apps. Yeah. So I didn't like Aladdin in the show. (laughs) Um, Watching the movie again, I don't dislike him as much. He's not as Mm -hmm. off-putting. But Mm -hmm. like when I start thinking about his like character choices and stuff, I'm like, you're a dick. I really like. (laughs) I don't think he's great person and a lot uh, of our and, like, and i'm not sure that he that deserves time. all the happy stuff he doesn't he didn't... he, he white manned um himself into success without yeah, being it man. feels a little bit like that <laughs> it feels a little bit like like he, he's kind-hearted yeah. and he lets the genie go and he means well but he, but he had to really be taught learn that repeatedly and he doesn't really learn it like he kind of yeah. just falls into winning in the yeah. end, like he doesn't really. He failed upwards person. into being a sultan. Yeah, basically. and you are kind of like, okay, he just okay, fine, yeah. whatever. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't like him. I don't like the character in that, and it's nothing to do with the actors and their portrayal. Like, but I love Jasmine. I love the idea of having a tiger who is as expressive as my dog as a pet, <laughs> um, and loves me like my dog loves me. With like, he makes the same expressions as Jones. He does. Sometimes he's like who. Huh? Yeah. He's <laughs> like mm-hmm. that question. But like, I get Everyone the sense makes that, that face with his little chin. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw the Broadway musical, and I remember the one I loved the friends. So in the Broadway musical, it's a little bit more like the original story yeah. where Aladdin's got, I think he's got three friends yeah. in the musical because a, there's a song, and the song Hi, is I Someone, know. Someone, and Someone Else. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember their names because they sing that song.
1: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, no, but that's the the other one. They get two.
0: (laughs) That's two. That's the second one, and that was really great. So they get like an intro song about who they are, and then the second one is them like it's a heist thing. Yeah, they got to go go heist to go and get (laughs) into the palace (laughs) and help Aladdin. They were brilliant, (laughs) and we also get a lot more of Howard's songs. So we get proud of your boy. Uh, Um, Sorry, yeah, it's it's a ballad. It's all right. It's a ballad. But it's Aladdin singing a ballad. When but when I think about it, it's Howard writing that. It is Howard writing it. And I'm like, when I think of Howard singing it, I'm like, Yeah. I mean, if they reworked it so that like one of his friends were like, Your your parents would be proud of you, like the things Mm -hmm. that you plan to do would be proud of you. Like I would cry. Yeah, but it's Aladdin singing about himself to himself, and, and we don't like Aladdin. <laughs> we don't like Aladdin <laughs> <laughs> in, this, in these versions. We don't really like him. Mm. Um, he's more likable in the in the original film if you don't yeah. think too hard. These ones you just like. I find him really off-putting. Um, yeah, and, but the one I remember so so that he those side characters they were fantastic. Yeah. Everyone was so buff. Like everyone, mm. like <laughs> everyone on that stage was good-looking and ripped. And I was like, like oh my god. They had it's like of so those looking... chorus girls with like the head pieces for like the Prince Ali song where they came in as like flamingos. Prince and... Ali is what I remember the most because that's <sighs> opening of Act 2. So mm-hmm. end of Act 1 is Friend Like Me, which was great. Like it was great. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. really fun. Mm-hmm. And then you have the intermission and then and then it opens. I think they do the little bit of like what, like what's your first wish thing and then they go into Prince Ali. And I remember watching it and I don't know. I was thinking a lot about how are they doing this because I could see them because there's like the like screen at the back Uh that's got the pattern and you can see them walking behind it. And so they're all coming, the chorus people, the ensemble are all coming in and they're like parading through and then they parade off and then they run to their quick change people, get changed and parade back on. And I'm (laughs) like, I can just, I could just, I could see that happening. Yeah. In the wings of like, they are just because they just keep coming and keep coming. And I'm like, there's only like 20 of them. Yeah. Like you've seen like 500 costumes. Yeah. But like the, the, because this is me remembering many years ago, the back pieces would have clipped onto the same harness. Yeah. And the costumes were very simple, like almost like could take the front piece off Velcro on another front piece. And now it's a different costume entirely, sort of Mm. thing. Um, But and you My can even favorite. see them hurrying, I think, like behind the screens. They're like, oh, and then they're like, Yeah, no. they would like zoom in and yeah. they'd be like, parade, 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 yeah. off, and then they would like zoom into the next bit. It was so good. It was really, really good. Yeah. And it was um, amazing how well they pulled off the I'm doing a happy smile and I'm genuinely looking happy, except for the yeah. one character who was meant to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved her. Um, but I really liked because this is—it's a bit of an unusual pattern to do. So you generally end your um, the bit right before intermission. The act one ending is like a high volume, high anticipation, mm. um, really ta-da! cool, yeah, tada yeah. moment. And then you open this the next um, part a bit lower and build up towards the finale. But they kind of came in with like a bit of dialogue and then just like went straight back up to yeah, <laughs> the, this high energy piece. And I was like, that is really cool. Yeah, um, and I think that was the because friend last... like me had to be the end of that one, of yeah. course. Like, there's there's no other way because they have to change his clothes. And then and there's stuff. not that much that happens between. They would have to have had a whole <gasps> bunch of stuff happen between. I just remembered mm. what Aladdin went into friend like me with his fancy shoes on, and I saw it straight away and went no. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. So he had his fancy shoes on, but he had his like raggedy clothes over the top. And when they changed him into the prince clothes, like just pulled away. And I was like, he's wearing fancy shoes already though. (laughs) That's the the only negative thing I have for the whole show other than I really didn't like the ballad of himself to himself. (laughs) And I found Jafar a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't have the presence that Jafar he, needed. He was a little—he wasn't that really still, really calm, looming kind of presence. He was a little bit more big and loud. I think just by virtue of mm-hmm. he was a bit Satia. more cartoony for the children, kind mm. of like I am the bad guy, like that pantomime kind of style. Um, and Iago mm. kind of
1: being real comedy duo thing going yeah. on. Yeah, I, I did love how covered. he pulled that little. Baby violin out of his pants in that one scene. Yeah, <laughs> and then it just suddenly had a violin, and it's oh like, God. God. yeah, where did that come from? And then it just vanished. Yeah, oh, it was yeah,
0: just in his pockets. Yeah. yeah, and at the end, I remember this because I remember kind of. When they announced the Broadway show and stuff and, and s- even seeing some of the promo materials and the guy playing the genie like on TV and on YouTube and stuff, I was I was quite underwhelmed and I was like, oh, really? Like you're really doing this? You just, uh. And then when we, we had, went to see it, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll go see it. We'll see what we think. So I didn't mm. have really high expectations. But when it finished, like it was the end, curtains down, they finished the like – um, the music that music that they play at the end, whatever that's called, mm. that's got a name that, um, that's escaping me at the moment. Irides. And I was like, okay, reset, back to one. I want to see this again now. Yeah. Like I was ready to sit through it again straight away. Yeah. We also saw a matinee, so we could have technically gone to the night show if we'd been able to afford seats. Yeah, yeah, we'd been able to afford <laughs> we had really good seats, but a great yeah, seat, and they're expensive. And we we bought them when I was still employed, so Aww. so I think we paid full price for them. Yeah. I think we did, yeah. yeah. I remember going to see the film, the live action film. I remember mm. going with Mum. Did I go with you guys too? No, I, I didn't. I so. didn't go
1: see it. I think you and Mum and
0: someone I think usually yeah. feel like someone I think I saw it friends. with someone else. I think I saw it. So I don't with know friends. why I don't know why I would have gone to see it. Maybe because I liked that I had the musical ended up being so enjoyable for me. Maybe I was like, I wanna see how this is. <laughs> you had really low expectations for the musical and loved it and really high expectations for the movie and was like, eh. Yeah, I, kind of I, liked, I liked Will no, Smith. I and did I liked, come with you because I remember coming out of the cinema and going, okay, cool, they changed Jasmine. She's now not good. Yeah, she was crap. It was crap yeah. The actress wasn't the act- crap. The character. Good the name, yeah. They changed the character to be less good. And yeah. so we had a less good male lead and a less yeah. good female I still lead. didn't like Aladdin, the character. He yeah. was still kind of smarmy and blah. And Jasmine was, and she sang that extra song and like did so it was like they tried to give her more agency or something to do. And yeah, so she like but there was freezes nothing. Freezes time and then walks out and then walks back in and and then it's like fixed, like a Gilbert yeah. and Sullivan thing. Yeah, and was like, I don't get this. But and, the Gilbert and, and Sullivan freeze time actually changes things. Whereas they always uh. write a song that is original so that they're in the running to get the award, <sighs> and they say they don't. But why would you write a kind of crap ballad for every live action adaptation? Of a musical, Mm -hmm. if like there's another like it, usually replaces a perfectly good song, Mm. and then they're like, no, but we must we must get the one that we can that Celine Dion can sing. And (laughs) I tell you what, though, Celine, I don't care how old Celine Dion is now. If she played Jasmine, (laughs) I would believe it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she can sing the song. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a bit. I liked Will Smith's genie. And I and there was a lot of character adjustments for him, like with the handmaid and that little romance and stuff. And I thought that was kind of cute. Um, I liked that. I liked that that was an adaptation. I guess they like really adapted the genie into a different character that was completely different to the film and the musical. Yeah, yeah. So that's about all I liked. (laughs) So we we talked a lot of things that aren't actually Aladdin the show. It's comparing movie. it to other things we've talked all all about how much things. we don't like Aladdin <laughs> yeah we don't like Aladdin the character I loved uh, Arabian Nights I loved the idea of this palace being this like almost sugar whipped cre- concoction situation with the lovely sunset happening over it because I'm like yeah mm. I would totally have a wrecked apartment that has like no heating or cooling just so I could see that view yeah. um, but like I don't know. I I hit the bit with like the touring the world, and I'm like, Jasmine, just get off the carpet. You're in China, (laughs) (laughs) Jasmine. Just get off the carpet. You're in Egypt. You you're in all these interesting places. Just like just just yeah. There's all this stuff (laughs) about like what. Uh, seasons it would be in the places and like exactly how far they've gone in one night and Guys, say, it's magic. It's a magic carpet to death flying on a magic carpet, <laughs> like to get to the places that they're going to. I'm pretty sure the magic yeah. makes the seasons go. Okay, okay, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's a magic carpet. It doesn't just fly. It can like teleport mm-hmm. through space and time. Yes, <laughs> it's fine. Like they've gone into alternate timelines <laughs> yeah. rather than like actually travel to like yeah, they're they're on the
1: Disney World map.
0: Yeah. Can I say how much I love the carpet? The carpet is his yeah, own character. Yeah. The like, serpent meant- staff is its own character. Like <laughs> there's so the car- many characters. The carpet is great and you feel so much for the carpet and he mm-hmm. doesn't he has he doesn't have a face, just like the way he's animated and the music. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we've uh, managed um, to
1: personify him without any features at all. Yeah,
0: like we gave him shoulders. Like they've yeah. made it to give yeah. him shoulders, and he, like, so he sagging. His, his little tassels, his little tassel hands. Hands.
1: <laughs> He's playing um, <laughs> <laughs> playing that like, game with was it chess with Janie? Yeah, or something? yeah. He's yeah.
0: I'm getting beaten by a rug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when they and he's like, "Thank you for flying magic carpet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like the- and, and he and makes Janie's the stairs so, out of his yeah. Yeah, Genie is so, like, he has eyelashes a lot. He bats his eyelashes a lot. He's so, like, gender fluid. Yeah. All of that. I just love it so much. I yeah. love Genie and Carpet's friendship because they've yeah. clearly known each other for a really long time. And Carpet buys in on every joke that Genie does. But at the same yeah. time, Carpet sets up his own jokes and Genie sees it and goes, Yeah. What? And that's how they've, like, animated it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That is cool. Like, some person somewhere was like, This is funny. And just like, and yes, and to whatever riff that they picked out of the ten thousand riffs that Robin Williams probably provided. Yeah, can you yeah. imagine having that audio and that like footage and just being like, oh my god, there's like five hundred hours of this. Yeah, and we've got ninety <laughs> minutes <laughs> yeah. of a film. Like, how well, would you yeah. even? I get so tired just listening to people's voices. Like, I would not have be able to be like a sound editor yeah. for people like Robin Williams, where like everything is great. <laughs> Yeah, this track of what I've got and what I've not got and stuff. Also, the whole – the scene when they're in the Cave of Wonders – Mm. Like that whole scene is just so brilliant. Like the music, the way they're like yeah. creeping through, and it's all really ominous. And then it like builds and builds and builds. And every single time, I'm like, a boo, no, yeah, don't it is. grab it. Like, yeah. and I, every time I think maybe there's a chance that Carpet will be able to hold on to him, and then he doesn't. Yeah. And then like, that's that caps thing again, where they're like flying through. It's just so exciting. Yeah, that oh, yeah, is just that a was brilliant really scene. Great. Yeah, so, but it is no, it's not a chasing, unloaded film. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah. Everything like Friend Like Me and Prince Ali, and that scene, that escaping from the Mm. Cave of Wonders. And even the scene of the the spirit beetle. Being fused together and then flying mm. off the sand and separating into the lion's eyes is like oh. Also, yeah. also, I love that like when Jafar dresses up as that old man, yeah, and then like at the end he's like standing up again, but you can still see that his little like spindly legs are yeah. actually his legs, like yeah. underneath that robe and the big like shoulder things. He's just this weedy little guy It's his legs. Yeah, oh, it's his, his legs. legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, cause like, I feel like Jafar's got all that sorcerer vibe where he's got the magic, and not really physically. Yeah, strong. he doesn't
0: need the brawn. He's <laughs> mm. the muscles. Yeah, he's got the clothes that make like, him look. Like magic better. is yeah. the the really the big pointy like...
1: shoulders. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, shoulder yeah. pads, huh? <laughs> and there's so much physical comedy that's not just the genie as well. Like, yeah, like the bit where the sultan gets put on the magic carpet for his first ride. <laughs> <and> he <like, laughs> uh, puts his staff down his little, and little then little like yeah and, and he like kicks it off yeah yeah i goes like chomp 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny like that uh, the, the movie has this feel all the way through and it works really really well it's not like a like a bunch of jokes just string strung together it's like this this is a world that we've created and it and it works and it's It's beautiful and it does work, but yeah, I I think you're right. As we've got older, we've recognized that Aladdin freaking sucks and Mm -hmm. Jasmine – is possibly- it's very hand wavy. Also, yeah. the the friggin' wish, like when he says, wit, "like he wishes to be a prince." In my mind, if I had a genie that was granting wishes and they had the cosmic powers of the they universe would or whatever, he would actually kingdom. be a prince. Yeah, he'd yeah, have yeah. a kingdom. He'd have it. Would be he would actually be a prince. Whereas yeah. it seems like the they genie just it. dresses him up and yeah. like is there yeah. to support the fake. But yeah. it's like, but he should actually be a prince. There should be a kingdom. That he's from so I read, but a... that's the malicious genie twist where like I wish for a million dollars but it's not um in the currency you want it to be in or like I want mm. six tons of gold but it's not real gold it's fool's gold like, <laughs>
1: mm. so, like I was reading this person's thing who makes a lot of um rewrites a lot of fairy tales and stories and things and there was a rewrite yeah. of um, Aladdin where mm. when he wished to be a prince um genie um teleported him somewhere where he, the circumstances in his favour, so he ended up adopted into this princely family, royal family, uh-huh. became a prince of yeah. this actual
0: thing. So that makes sense. <laughs> that that yeah. would work. Yeah, then he would actually be a prince and yeah. then it doesn't, like because the whole thing is that he still mm-hmm. has his wish and then he wishes to be saved when he mm. get, almost gets drowned and then at the end he's like, he's saying like before before the happier ever after, he's like, I'm sorry, I can't set you free. I need you to help me keep up this charade of being a prince. But it's like, but that wish should be that wish should be complete. <gasps> yeah. Okay, headcanon just snapped on right now. Um, uh-huh. what if? So his his original thing was like, There's this girl and Jeannie's like, I can't do a love spell. And he's like, Yeah, but this girl. And so Jeannie's gone, okay. So he wished to be a prince, but his actual wish is actually I want to be the prince for this girl, so like, there's no need to like have an actual kingdom because that's like a whole bunch of effort. What the essence of this wish is, he wants to present himself as a prince to this girl, so she falls in love and they can get married. And then and the whole the goal, <laughs> the whole goal is to get married. So technically, not making him a prince so that they like have to go through all these trials and tribulations and eventually change mm-hmm. the law it has made his yeah. wish happen. So like, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, then he's not lying. And yeah, and, like, he's done the right thing. And mm-hmm. But all that to say, the the plot, the, like, Aladdin and Jasmine and the kind of the main plot, it's a little bit hand-wavy in this yeah, film. It's yeah, kind yeah. of like they just decide things and Jasmine just ends up kind of going along with stuff and they never really, they don't have a really good relationship. No. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't mean that they can't build a good relationship. Um, yeah but like going forward yeah she is definitely playing the role that she's been presented and Mm. railing against it but still continuing to play it which Mm. it's nothing against her she's still like total like boss she's amazing but yeah she's definitely there to serve aladdin's story yeah in terms of her character it's like she's she's definitely plays second fiddle Mm. whereas like i feel like Ariel is especially is like on her own path and yeah. fuck everyone else. Yeah. And Belle is looking for something and she kind of does her own thing. Mm. And then and you can see that there's more of that development of that relationship and that she's choosing like like she makes choices. Yeah. Mm. And she could have chosen not to go back, but she chose to go back like and I feel like it's more like set in like it's it's more believable to me instead yeah. of just oh we're just choosing it so we can have a happy happy ever after don't worry about it like mm. yeah anyway yeah. So that's Aladdin Aladdin yay us yay us <laughs> so have you have you watched Aladdin recently do you have similar thoughts to us. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Isn't Pod. You can email us on isn'titneatpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a review, which really helps us out. We don't just want similar thoughts. I I want someone to change my mind about 11. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Now go and enjoy something you think is neat.